All right, welcome back to another episode of Unspoken Chats. This one's going to be a little bit different to the past few episodes. So we've got uh, Joshua here. Yo, yo. Um, so Josh, we've got Joshua and we're going to talk a bit about um, being diagnosed at a young age or a fairly young age with ADHD. Is that accurate to say? Would you say that? Yeah, I think diagnosis was definitely, well, year nine, I reckon, but... Still, there's probably diagnosis is one thing, but managing it is, mm. is very different. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, we'll be covering that, how he's found um, growing up with it, how he's learned to deal with it, and yeah, go from there. Do you want to give us a bit of a background? Depends. Like, it's a broad topic. I think um, I probably preface it with. Are there different types of ADHD? That's the thing. I was going to preface it with the fact that, like, my experience is going to be different to everyone's experience. Everyone has, again, it's a spectrum. Um, for everyone who doesn't know anything about ADHD, it's pretty much on the spectrum of autism. So you've got autism on one side, you've got ADHD on the other side, and in between is obviously a massive range. Mm. So everything I say is going to be my personal experience. Um, if you can resonate with it, you do. If you don't, it's not invalidating how you feel yeah. or how you might suffer with it because um, everyone's different. I think yeah, there's no right or wrong way to feel and no, no right or wrong not. experiences. Definitely not. No. Yeah, take it away. Yeah. So, um, like, yeah, we touched on from a young age, um, you were diagnosed, you said around year nine. Yeah. What led to that? Like what What made, I don't know, because obviously there's a, from bef- year nine, bef- prior to year nine since you're like a little kid. Mm. I think, like, yeah. I think probably as of the age of five, mm-hmm. I think that's when everyone started, like, everyone started noticing like the impulsivity, the talkativeness, um, rec- like being reckless yeah, um, and all that kind of stuff, hyperactivity. Um, and then I think, you know, if you really see the symptoms and you see the signs early on, you probably diagnose a child earlier um, because now I talk to parents who have kids who mm-hmm. are struggling, who are you know, talkative, inattentive, and it, I resonate with it. I kind of see, I'm like, oh, that was me. This is what you should do. Mm. And a lot of time parents just think, oh, I've just got a naughty kid. Yeah, most people just go, he's just troubled. I'm like, yeah. mm, no, not really. But that was the consensus back then. Mm. Um, and it is to some extent now. I think parents are still reluctant to not label their kids, but to put them in a box. Yeah. But in reality, if they do get them help early, or they educate themselves on the topic, then it, it does benefit the child and the, the parent from early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, pretty much, you know, talkative, interrupting in class, um, inattentive. Yeah. But yeah, I think all the symptoms were there. It just took such a long time for a diagnosis because, you know, back then it was not fairly new, but, you know, it wasn't really common. It wasn't really a thing. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, it wasn't a thing, but like the reality is people... I think people these days. Easy with that one, though. Sorry, man. But that's the the clumsiness, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's but, kicking in. Oh, look, mate. You don't want to put a lemon on the wall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think. See what I mean? Now I forgot where I was at. That's this is this is yeah, literally. I too. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. <clears throat> no, we're talking about parents and their kids yeah but basically parents are reluctant to put their kids in a box and the advice i'm going to give to parents and take it with a grain of salt is getting them help early on Mm. and not labeling them as troubled not reinforcing the fact that they're talkative like they know they're talkative they know they don't fit in whatever just they need more support 
and then it's it's even weirder it's strange for me because obviously being high functioning in adhd is completely from ballpark because you're constantly ghastly for your entire life what's that mean so i think the thing people don't realize is obviously again with the spectrum Mm. like if you're intelligent you're not going to be not intelligent because you've got adhd yeah that's that's just the two different separate things um obviously your creativity and the way your brain's wired does correlate mm-hmm. but you know if you can mask your adhd so what happens is throughout childhood and i only realized this recently um probably over the past three four years because mm. as of um as of late, like you start to kind of relearn or educate yourself with regards to ADHD and you go, Oh, okay. One second. Um, this isn't my personality. This is a character or hallmark characteristic of ADHD. And then you kind of sit there and go, all right, well, let's see how I can mitigate that symptom or let's see how I can fix it. But previously, so people who have ADHD can resonate with this, you know, because you're rejected so, um, so much, or so many times during your childhood because you're too talkative, you don't fit in, you know, the way you think is a bit different. Um, you're interrupted in class a lot and all that kind of stuff. You do really get shut down. Like, you know, people are, oh, why can't you just be quiet? I'm like, oh, you know. I can't. I, I'm, I'm trying my <laughs> I best. I literally can't. And then there were situations, and this is obviously going back to primary school and high school, it's like you put your hand up because you don't have to answer the question. And because you're the talkative one, well, not even the talkative one, but you're the one that everyone's you're got the their eye on. You're the one that stands on. out. Everyone Because you stand out or I stood out. Um, then they'll vindictively not pick you and then they'll just wait another 10 seconds and no one's put the hand up and then I'll say the answer and they'll be like, get outside. I'm like, well, you can just sit here for the next eternity waiting for someone to answer the question yeah. or pick the guy who knows the answer. Mm. And then that's what they quote unquote troubled. Yeah. So then you're constantly, you're, oh, he's got so much potential. But if he applied himself and yeah. the bane of my existence. and I think, my, my favorite one growing up was, oh, it's your work ethic. Yeah. I was like, sorry. Like what work ethic? What do you mean? Yeah. And then throughout, you know, education, if you applied yourself, you'd be, yeah. you know, doing amazing things. So much potential. Yeah. But just wasted. And I'm like, sorry. I was like, nice. And the thing is, I didn't realize that impacts you inherently hmm. because now like you become hypercritical. Now, no matter what you succeed in, no matter what you do, you still not think, you don't, you don't believe you've achieved your potential. Yeah. You're like, there's that, oh, wasn't that good. Like, I yeah. could have done better. Yeah, literally. You don't have any sense of, like, satisfaction mm. accomplishing anything. Like, I literally finished uni. Couldn't care less. Yeah. I was like, that's done. Next. Everyone's excited, celebrating, throwing parties. Everyone's hanging their degrees on the wall. Me, I'm like, where's the nearest um, tablecloth I can chuck it under? Yeah. Literally. They're literally just collecting dust under a table. I'm like, you know, nah. it is what it is. Wow, this conversation is going to be so ADHD-esque, unfortunately, yeah, because... I think it's already popping off. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what questions do you think, like, you've got that you can probably answer to, to give it some uh, direction? Because I'm not going to give it any direction. In what sense? What do you mean? Like... Do you want do you want advice? Do you want my personal opinion? Do you want yeah, my so personal experience? I think I think it's what we're doing, like, covering off your experience so far. Because, mm. um, like you said, I think we went on a bit of a tangent. We've just gone from... When you were younger. Yeah, we, we yeah. it's going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. I guess I'm sorry. Yeah, so <clears throat> you found it. So when you were younger, obviously, it wasn't seen as a thing back then. And then, but what triggered your parents to be like, okay, let's actually get him checked? Honestly, I don't think. Because it's obviously quite rare. It is, but it is. And I think it was the sheer fact that they couldn't ignore it anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think 
and it's not my parents excluded. I don't think people, parents understand it fully. 100%. I think it's um, because everyone like obviously experiences the same symptoms. Mm. Everyone. Yeah. Not just people with ADHD, but people with ADHD experience it to a severe extent and a lot more frequently. Mm. That's why you hear random people going, oh my God, I have ADHD. Yeah. I was like, no, no, man, you just did that one thing once. It's become like the new flavor of the month. Yeah, basically. It's like, yeah. oh my God, it's a bit fruity. I'm like, no, yeah, they've, stop. They've got ADHD. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's basically when someone does something that, you know, seems a bit weird. Yeah, it seems a little bit out of the ordinary. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, ADHD. Or someone wants to be like, do something stupid, but I'll just blame it on. Yeah, pretty much. And the thing is that what they do isn't inherently anything correlating to ADHD. So you see, they're going, well, okay, well, you're giving us a bad name. So everyone thinks ADHD is something it's not. Mm. Like people think that you're off the rails. You're, you know, I've had people go to me, like who have like got to know me, and I tell them, like, you know, I've got ADHD. Yeah. Not because it's a bad, like it affects them at all. And I go, really? You have your life together. <laughs> Do you have your life together? No, like as in like in oh. on their spectrum, like I've got my life together. Like I have a job, you know, I work, go to the gym, all that oh, kind of really? stuff. Not bad. No, but there's like by their metric, I've got yeah. my life together. I have, you know, we go out, have friends, whatever. I'm yeah, like, yeah. your standard of no. what my life together is and what my standard is a completely different thing, man. Like I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Yeah. But then you're telling me like, you, how do you have ADHD? You got your life together. Mm. Um, and then I'm just like, fair enough. I was like, but that's the constant as well. The constant is back to what I was saying with regards to being like, Relative, I'm not, I don't really call myself smart, but you know, just being good at school, let's say that. Um, yeah, being good at school, you often mask. So when you get shut down as a, as a kid, um, as I was saying with regards to learning it, you mask your personality, your confidence, diminishes yeah. because you get rejected by everyone, teachers, friends, whatever, even your. And like then parents. you look at okay, like they're the kids that aren't copying, copying what I'm copying, yeah. like copying, so. I'll just try to be like them, I guess, a little bit. See what like what's, much. Work, what's working for them. I'll try it sort of thing. Pretty much. And that diminishes and your like, personality. Wait, nah, yeah. You diminish yourself. You, you you shrink yourself to fit in an environment which can't handle you. Mm. And then you get to uni and everyone's talking. Yeah. You get to uni. Like you get to uni, no one shuts up. Yeah. And it's like you can't even get a word in. There's about 10,000 conversations in the classroom. No one's silent. And I'm like, interesting. I, I was it. like, I love it here. I'm like, I got thrown out of every classroom for pretty much existing. Mm. Um, in high school? Yeah, in high school. You know, oh, get out. What'd they do? Dropped your pen. How did... Yeah. My bad. Yeah. My bad. That, that's probably... You dropped your pen in your head, but probably you don't know. You're probably bouncing off a wall. No, 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 bro. <laughs> I literally got thrown out of a classroom once for dropping a pen and they thought I was doing it intentionally. Oh, you but, were. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't at all. Um, but then you have people who like weren't the the target or they they didn't stand out. Yeah. And they wouldn't shut up and they wouldn't get called out on it. So then you mm. kind of go, well, all right, here I am being victimized. And you don't play the victim card, but then it's like, you know, whatever. And then you start diminishing yourself and masking. So then your personality kind of shrinks. Until, and then you actually have to relearn your confidence yeah. and kind of become comfortable being yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's my personal experience. I'm not sure. Honestly, I'm, people might have suffered worse. People might have, have like still struggling with that. The reality is it takes time. Yeah. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Don't sit there going, oh my God, I'm not where I want to be. Or, you know, I'm not confident. It, everything takes time. Everything's a process of learning um, your triggers, your habits. And, yeah, of course. And just 
figuring out because again everyone's different everyone has different experiences so it can't be blanketed advice yeah so your your transition from school to uni was like you said it's just night it's and a, day yeah night and day because obviously in school and you can probably relate to this and everyone can relate to this not everyone cares about every subject a hundred percent so yeah you've got like for example like there's i'm sitting there doing food tech yeah like i, I don't mind cooking but just not but what I they want to make i don't yeah i don't care about your chemical sciences of the foods that are going to exactly react with sodium and like but that's the thing it's like it's probably not even right that's how much attention i paid to it but it's like all right and this is going to be a really straightforward analogy well, not even an analogy, actually. It's a statement. How many times has anyone ever used algebra outside of school unless their job requires it? Well, well, yeah. Why would you exactly. use it unless your job required it? Exactly. So we have a calculator here in our phones at the palm of our hands. Mm. And we had calculators that weren't in our phones. So when you sit there in school and you realize that half the stuff they're teaching you well, pretty much everything they're teaching you besides the stuff that you care about is irrelevant. It's very specific. Like a lot of it. Is like they don't teach you anything useful. Yeah. To put it to put it in in simple terms, nothing you learn in school. It's useful to the mi- minority of exactly people. They get ninety nine point eight and get ducks in their class. Yeah, and then they go do med and, you and know, yeah. suffer for the rest of their life. Yeah, that's but that's them. They can do that. That's fine. Mm. But yeah, so what I realized was everything interested me. Everything that interested me, I did well in. Yeah. Um. What happened with me was when I hit year eleven. When I got to pick subjects I wanted to do, easy. Hmm. Teachers would li- like, I'd literally speak to the teacher. Hey, I studied best alone with headphones in because everyone else is talking. Let me just sit on the computer and do my own thing. Anyway, but um, yeah, so it started in year 11. You kind of do your own thing. Yeah. You have to obviously do math. I dropped math as soon as possible, literally as soon as possible. Because again, I'm not going to sit here and pay attention to stuff I don't care about. And that's the thing. People go, oh, it's because you don't apply yourself. I'm like, no. ADHD, people with ADHD have this ability to hyper-focus. If you care about something, bless, we'll be the best at it. Mm. Like literally, no matter what it is, if we actually have an interest in it and it actually piques our interest, easy. If we don't care about it, you could not pay me enough to actually pay attention to do the work. Like, like literally, you could not pay me enough. Hundred percent, but oh, you probably pay me enough. Uh, <laughs> I don't to to do it and do it every day. Uh, depends on how much enough is. <laughs> you reckon? You reckon you you reckon if someone gave you money to do the most, like I don't know, think of a job you'd never do. Something brain dead. Something brain dead, and you're telling me money. How is, much money is it? It's gonna let's say reasonable, bro. It has to be like a, an amount that actually pay an employee. Not gonna pay you a million bucks to do something well, brain dead. That's not. That's all right. Let's say the what's the most boring job you can think of. Mm, Doesn't it, it depends. Like in this boring job, can I just sit there on my phone? No, you actually have to do the job. Mm. Yeah, what's know. that? One, what's the one subject you hated the most in school? Wouldn't even all know. of them. <laughs> yeah, probably. No, no. So what's that? Uh, you said food tech. What? I'll, I'll cook. I'll, all right, food maybe is a lot. You probably sit there and eat, bro. You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't cook. Um, okay. Accounting. I don't mind numbers. 
Your you make physics. Yeah, it's alright. Had to do it eventually. Why are you making this difficult for? I don't think your brain would survive. Well, we've gone on a big tangent. This is ADHD at its finest. I don't think you'd survive <laughs> in an environment where you have to do mundane work without using. Oh your brain. no, I'm not saying you'd survive. But then your money. So you think your money's the money won't mean anything at that point? You've been sitting there going, "What's going on here?" Yeah, correct. So when I've got enough money, I don't need to do it. That's why but you said I don't think you will actually the, get there. But the statement was, "You couldn't pay me enough." But I don't think you get there. I, I think, think you could pay me enough. Oh, they could, but yeah, then you'd actually it. you'd lose your mind. It's fine. I'll lose my mind. At what a is price. the point of having money with without a brain? I'll find it again. Oh, I don't think so, man. If you if your brain shrinks that much, you ain't going to be recovering. We'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, basically, we've covered off um, childhood briefly. We've covered off um, school and then uni. Get to uni. Uni is a completely different ball game. Obviously, you're doing whatever you want to do. I did law and international relations. Love them both. Complete breeze. Yeah. Um, the good thing with ADHD is we work perfectly under chaos and under pressure when our cortisol levels are through the roof you can get pretty much anything done in a tiny time frame to you know b or a standard depending on the subject and you kind of cruise through uni um which is ironic because the guy who diagnosed me with adhd basically said if i didn't get medicated which i wasn't medicated um for a very long time if you didn't take meds you'd never amount to anything well and i was like "Ooh, fair enough and then i you're like that's a challenge yeah no literally <laughs> i was like bet and then the, the same year when i moved to a different school the vice principal basically didn't let me do year 11 subjects in year 10 because she was like we're not sure if he's capable and then i went to get 100 percent on the you know one and two just to piss her off yeah no literally fair but i was like i was like okay and then literally I didn't let it like let, let her forget it. I was like, "Do you remember when you said I wouldn't amount? Like I couldn't do this because you didn't know I was capable." What'd she say? She just buckled. Yeah, stump mullet. She, no words. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a thing. Like, and the thing is, they're constantly telling you you got potential, but you want to apply yourself. When you apply yourself, like, wow. Now my favorite is when they tell you you've got potential, but they won't help you out. Help yeah, you get there. yeah. It's like, well, if you're telling me I have potential, why won't you let me yeah, prove if you, it? If you see my potential, why aren't you helping me get to it? Yeah, pretty much. But that's the thing. It's because one, they don't really care. Mm. They're, there, they're there to get paid. They're underpaid anyway. They haven't got the resources, the probably yeah. the funding. And most teachers, you know, have got 25 other students to worry about. So the like now it's really worse because now you got all this other stuff happening to education. That's making it 10 times more difficult to focus on people who need help or people with potential. So then yeah. they obviously fall behind. What else? Um, so you're talking about him saying, about getting medicated. Yeah, so I'd probably, it also depends on people, depends on the person as well. Um, so I, you weren't medicated in high school or uni? Nah, so I took meds. So for what a would, year. So when they diagnosed you, what would. What were the next steps there? Like, what did they do to meds. aid you? So they gave you meds. No, that, that's it. That's all they could offer. Oh, that's what. Okay, so they offered you meds when you were younger, but you never got them. I got them. I st- I took them for a year. At work when took was that year a, nine? Nah, I took them for I think year year ten. Yeah. Didn't like how I was like responding to it. But you got a hundred percent in the. No, year that was year, that was year eleven. Oh. So year eleven, I um I jumped off meds. Yeah. And then I realized how I could better study. 
And mm. the fact that doing subjects I cared about piqued my interest. I was like, oh, okay. So methods, no, no chance. Business, legal, politics, easy. Like I actually yeah. care, care to actually um, learn this stuff and it's subjects where you get to use your brain. Yeah. Um, I think it's use your brain in something that suits you. Exactly. Your, yeah. Exactly. The way, the way your brain works. Pretty much, which yeah. to be fair, I'm still learning because I didn't realize until recently that people don't have 10 to 30 thoughts in their brain at once mm. every single second of every day. Yeah, we just, was it Sarah that said she thought it was weird because we, we hear like a voice, like our voice in our head talking. Yeah, I've got, I've got a basically a running monologue. Me, yeah, running monologue, basically solving problems, having conversations that I've, I'm about to have with someone. Mm. Before the conversation happens, it's either finished in my head, they're midway through talking, I've already finished the conversation, I'll know what they're going to say. But I didn't realize that wasn't normal. Mm. And then apparently, statistically speaking, um, was it, I think, 50 to 60% of people don't have it? And I was like, wow, mm. that must be lonely. Imagine yeah, how quiet... Like, yeah, like, what is, like what's happening in your head when that's not talking? Like, Yeah, I'm just like, so is wait, it just... So how do you how do you start thinking? Do you just like is turn just, the pilot light on? Like, yeah. What is going on? How do they think though? But that's the thing. Everyone think everyone's wow. different. And then, like obviously, getting older, you learn that because you obviously inherently assume that everyone thinks the way you do because mm. you don't know any better. Like until you get to know someone, like on a clo- uh, in, like a, a relatively close level. A little bit off topic, but mm. this kind of triggers something. Apparently, everyone sees colors differently. So like. Every color that I see is a different color to you. I've never heard that, but yeah. I, is it talking about Fantasia? So the I don't know what that is. Have you ever? So with regards to like, if I tell you to picture a red car, can yeah. you picture the car? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. No, but can you see the car in like? Can you see the car, and like in detail, the color and everything? Kinda. All right. Well, there's people who can't see anything. Mm. Like if I tell them picture a red car. They actually, the word cars in there, like the oh, well. word car, they can't picture anything in their brain. And then that's the thing. If you walk around assuming everyone thinks like you. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird. Like I just thought that was a fun, like that was crazy to think of. Like the color red to me could be the color green to you. Well, All right. Well, but the the cube, for example, and the lemon, let's address the lemon in the room. Yeah, but that's what we think the color is. Like we don't know any different. I don't know what you see. But I like, see yellow. I see yellow. Yeah, I see yellow as well. But what yellow is to you is a different color to me. Are we talking shade? No, just color. Who told you this fact? Is it source checked? Is I'll, this TikTok? I'll source check it. No, before TikTok. Be- before TikTok? This was in... Wow, yeah. look at you predating TikTok, you dinosaur. Ahead of our time. <laughs> <laughs> um... What were we talking? People not thinking the same. But this guy just runs a random fact about colors. Undiagnosed ADHD. Yeah, see what it, see what it means. You just now we're see? just confused. We're all got um, ADHD now. Wow, there you go. <laughs> just throw it out like it's like a, <laughs> it's like a disability sticker. Yep. Um. Wait. I wonder if you could get a disability sticker for ADHD. I'm not disabled, bro. <laughs> I'm nowhere near disabled. <laughs> Ironically, most. Yeah, nowhere near it. Um, Because apparently got my life together. (laughs) What the hell were you saying? How people think. Take your lemon. No. Take your lemon and tell me what color it is. Don't. Um, 
how people, yeah. So basically I had to learn that people think differently mm. in order to not feel misunderstood and to understand them as well. So one thing that people with ADHD had to do with masking, we had to learn how to read people like the back of our hands. Yeah. So basically if you're wondering why I can, if I know you and you're wondering why I can read you so well, it's basically because that was a, a mechanism developed through childhood to basically shrink myself or my personality to a particular size to make sure that it wasn't noticed. Um, but then it's not like my personality is negative, but just the sheer fact of, you know, in classrooms, you really can't be yourself. Yeah. But then you get out of classroom, uni, whatever, into society and you realize that, you know, there's nothing to really be concerned about. Um, but then you learn how, like people that you want to avoid, people you don't avoid. You people learn that how you, to. Yeah, how yeah. to avoid people. Not even by interacting with them, just by observing their behavior. Yeah. Being quiet and just like looking at their actions and their personality types and all that and reading them and going, you're not my person, nothing against you at all whatsoever, um, but we're not going to gel. I'd rather go without, yeah. Yeah, we're not going to we're not gonna get along. And it's not because anything wrong with either of us. It's just the fact that our, like we click with particular people. Hmm. You know, people who are authentic sometimes um, find it easy to click with people who are authentic. It's just a bit, you know, a bit raw. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily like, mm. like, it's not even that. It's like the small talk sometimes kills us. I think it's as well, it's like, it's how much time you have for that certain person as well. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, if it's someone that you feel is, is authentic in your sense as well, mm. you'll give them more time a day and you'll yeah. hear them out. Or if it's someone you're like, I can't, I can't listen to you. So, and they could be saying something like genuine as. Yeah, but you just don't And care. then as soon as it, like the second their mouth opens, you just don't you're care. done. You're like, but that, that, I think that for me personally equates to the fact that I'm also highly empathetic. Yeah. And in order to protect, I realized again, I had to realize this, but people drain me. Like I'm extroverted, introverted at the same time. So I'm ambivert. That's probably what it's called. Ambivert. It's what yeah, it's wow. ambivert. Oh, because like ambidextrous, you can use both. I I don't think that's but maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. that, that's probably yeah. Okay, por qué no las dos? I can't believe we're both. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I realized you gotta avoid people that will drain you because goddamn they drain. Like if if they drain your energy and they dump all this trauma on you, you're sitting there going, now I gotta process this with about the other thirty thousand thoughts I've got in my brain this week. Mm. Um, but then you're also people please and you try to, you always want to be there for people because, you know, you know how it feels to, to like to need support. So you're always there for everyone else. So then you've got this endless amount of, I think, empathy until it shuts off. And then people wonder why you're like cold or why, like, how'd you go from someone who has the biggest heart to absolutely brutal? (laughs) I was like, well. You moved different. It ran out. Yeah. <laughs> it it <laughs> ran out and didn't run out in general. It ran out for you. Yeah. Because you were using it and abusing it. So then it's like, nah, done. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was the thing. That was always a learning curve as well. Um, people love to throw out that, you know, mm. I'm an empath. I was like, That's a, there's a few new TikTok flavor of the month yeah. terms coming It's like, out. I'm, an, I'm an empath. I'm, an, uh, you know, I'm a, that's ADHD esque. I was like, really? Mm. Tell me more. Yeah. So. Yeah, how do you, you know? Do you sleep at night at a regular time? Yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, well, you probably don't have ADHD then, because usually our brains wake up when the world is quiet, and our melatonin receptors, or our mel- whatever releases melatonin in the brain, doesn't actually release it 
at the same time, it's delayed. Yeah. Hence why we're up so like night owls. All right. Let's get back on track. I think we've gone on a bit of a tangent there. Mm. So from memory, I think we were talking about. We can talk memory if you want. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> save it, save it. <laughs> You're talking about um, being medicated. You went on it in year 10, mm. didn't like it. And then you've gone through high, the rest of high school and uni. Yeah, without I it? went. I went. I didn't need it for uni. Uni was pure cortisol and hyperfixation. Okay. It was the sheer fact that I picked what I want to study, and you just and just went, went with it. Yeah. Like obviously, I learned heaps of study techniques. What worked for me: mm. rope learning, writing down notes, uh, mind maps. Body doubling. So, like, obviously, you remember that back in the day, me and you and Sarah used to study together. Yeah. Just having you there wasn't the fact that I didn't talk to you. It's just, yeah. Just having someone company. there just to, like, you see them studying, you study. You'll still get up and get distracted oh. and whatever. But it's the body doubling works. Like, if, if someone's watching this and they're struggling through uni now and they've got ADHD, body doubling is literally a savior because you've got someone to, to keep you company. Mm. You don't talk to them, you've got headphones in, you're not understimulated you're not overstimulated but you know they're there but you know they're there yeah um you're not alone in yeah in in, in, in your basic the grind of mm. having to write this essay in four hours yeah um and that's the thing like you can the worst thing you can probably do is do whatever everyone else is doing people have that study group the massive study group of five six people everyone's firing ideas and you're sitting there going i need peace and quiet i just need to just I get this topic, but we're going to discuss it from 70 different angles to get the answer. We've got the answer. Um, so, yeah, uni, I'm medicated. The only reason I went back on meds this year was because the work I do doesn't require me to think as much as I would like. And I was so understimulated. Like, the department, people who work um, basically in my area don't necessarily need to, to do much because they rely so much on legislation. Yep. Um, and everyone's told what to do. So they're happy to... Just, See, it's all process. Everyone's happy to just be process-based or, you know, or they'll just handball things up the chain. And I'm sitting here going, okay, what else can I learn? That's the thing. Like, I got so bored at work that I went back to uni. Um, and that's the thing I'm doing, something I, I, I'm interested in. So, again... It's, that's not the issue, but the only reason I'm on meds at the moment... What are you studying now? Uh, Masters of Intelligence and Counterterrorism. Wow. wow. Right. <laughs> Still not intelligent. Wow. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, go. What else did you want to run with? We really knocked that topic. That's the only reason. The meds were literally cheap because of work. Yeah, fair enough. I was falling asleep. That's how bad it was. Nice. At work, you're falling asleep? Bro, I do my work and I'm looking around. And I'm just, so what else can I do? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd look around and I'd find inefficiencies. Mm. I found inefficiencies and, you know, and things that we can improve on. And they don't like you. Nah, they, they, they hate it. They don't like being told what, yeah. how, how they're running it's not right. Yeah, no. I was Even like, though it's coming from a good place. Yeah, they don't care. I was like, we can do this, this, this and this to save time, um, to increase the workload, to do more mm. and to do it better. That's nice. Um, <laughs> I was yeah. like, cool. And then they go to me, you look bored. I was like, yeah. Uh-huh. And then they go, and they go, 
any way we can help you, let me do what I want to do to make things more efficient so I don't have to sit here and get triggered every time someone does something the yeah. long way. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's sit and talk about so it. So do you think, but with the ADHD, do you think it affects the way you you deal with people, like in relate, like with your relationships with people? It depends on the circum- It depends on the person. Depends on the relationship. So diff- oh, So like, yeah. So different type of relationships, it affects differently. Is what. Definitely, I think it. De- so, if we're talking friendships, yeah. If they're surface level friendships, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. If like so, like if I know you, um, I'll remember you. I'll remember when we've met, all that kind of stuff. Like, you're not out of my, like, out of my mind completely, but yeah. I'm not gonna reach out yeah so acquaintances like hey hi how you going bye close friends always got time for them um no matter like the work will be falling apart their work will be falling apart i got them but do you find like does your adhd even though like does it find do you find yourself just saying stuff or like them taking you wrong nah so like misinterpreting like you know what i mean causing like your adhd causing you unintentional conflict within relationships not really, no. So with regards to like randoms, masking, no one no one will ever know. Mm-hmm. Like no one can tell. Um, unmasking, like unmasked, not masking with close friends doesn't really affect it because they've got the same, like I don't randomly blurt out shit. I've got threats. We're not random, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, obviously with the humor, dark humor, whatever, everyone has different types of humor. You're not going to really be with friends with people that can't understand your sarcasm. Yeah. Like if you can't understand sarcasm, get away from me. Um, if you don't like a joke, convey that message. Don't sit there and let it, you know, fester inside and oh, what you said the other day offended me. Okay, communicate with adults. Yeah. Um so but no. that's also very common with yeah, people but these days. Like Exactly. But people hate conflict. That's it. Uh, do you find with ADHD like you almost you don't look for conflict but you're happy to address it? Oh, uh, yeah. So what I realized is we have a very strong sense of justice and fairness. So mm. if someone does say something wrong, even not, not to, to me, but in general, I'll and they don't want to defend themselves, I'll actually step in and call them out because I have no time for it. It's like, if you want yeah. respect, man, respect is earned. Yeah. I think I've, I feel like I grew up like having similar feelings and mm. stuff like that, but in the end, I'm learning the hard way. Yeah, yeah, no, we both we both did. Yeah, because but I'm saying like when it comes to the real world and a professional world, when work world, like you you have to learn to pick your battles. Yeah, de- work is unique. Yeah, but at the same time, you can't be a doormat. Of course, because then at the same, same time, you're like how you feel inside is gonna literally tear you apart. Yeah. Um. So the moral for me is just say your truth, say whatever, not say whatever, but say if you need to say something and it's worth saying. Like obviously gauge, is it purposeful? Um, gauge the intention behind it. If you're coming from a place of malice, you know, trying to hurt someone, don't say it at all. Yeah, of course. But if you're saying, hey, I don't appreciate the way you communicated or the way you did that or, you know, you invalidated mm. this, then it's that's... I think a lot, yeah, a lot of it's learning to pick the time as well. Yeah, definitely. Like when you should say something. Yeah, definitely. There's There's been times where I've just noticed something that's annoyed me and I've just gone, you know what? Save it for later. There is no need. Like you don't have to address every little little thing mm. then and there. You learn to let things go. Yeah, you ha- you really have to. Or else you're gonna sit there harboring resentment against the world. Um, 
but yeah, work is unique because obviously it's a professional environment. You've got to pick your battles. You've also got to stand your ground, but you've also got to understand that people think differently. What might offend you does might not offend them, vice versa. You know, you have to obviously tiptoe around some some settings and work is one of them. Friends, probably not. Um, yeah. Like not at all. I think they're friends for a reason. They're close friends for a reason as well. Yeah. Um, relationships, probably not because it's a different, different ballpark completely, I think, because you've got the empathy and the care there as well. Do um, you find uh, with relationships because I'm sure like would you – would you be open with them about your ADHD early or? I don't really hide anything to be honest because I don't really care to because I'm not, it's not something to be ashamed of. Yeah. It's not like a, it doesn't affect me in a, in a negative capacity to such an extent in which, well, it doesn't anymore in which I'm like, oh my God, he's got ADHD. Like what's he going to do next? I'm like. Yeah. But like I'm saying like when you, probably when you were younger, mm. would it, you would you have been like, oh, probably I'm not going to say anything and like. I don't want them to think I'm weird. I think... Because I'm sure there would have been a stage where you would have had to come oh, to terms with it. Yeah, I think there was, a, there was a time where I gaslit myself into believing I didn't have it. Yeah. Because I did so well in school. I didn't have, wasn't on medication. And then that you realise... That was realize, ADHD talking. Yeah. And then you realise, <laughs> I'm like, you realise, it's like, hold up one sec. I was like, no, 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 I've got it. Mm. I'm just really good at managing it. Mm. Um, But yeah, I think in... um. Romantic relationships are very different because, again, I don't know about you, but for me, if I get along with someone, I get along with them. Like there's no there's no facade, there's no mask. Like I'll just be myself. Yeah. Because um, I don't really care to attract anyone that doesn't, you know. Yeah, it doesn't feel the same. Yeah, it's like, you know, bubbly, energetic, talkative, witty, sarcastic, whatever. If you can't handle me. Can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. Wow. <laughs> Unless something completely different, but it was... Sorry, can't no. say that. No, no, no. What I can't, okay. I can't say what I want to say. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like be authentic. So that's one thing I've I've learned over the past probably five to six years. Just be authentic. Not everyone's gonna be a cup of tea, and vice versa. You know, not everyone needs to like you. Um, and that's the thing. Growing up in primary school, high school, you're trying to be liked. Yeah. Oh, let's see what I can do to fit in. And I never did that. I just wasn't capable of doing that. Um, and therefore, as a result of that, you just, you kind of don't fit anywhere. You don't fit in because the reality is if you don't, if you're not like the rest of them, then if you're not interested in what they're going to say, you don't care for their banter, their, their, like the bullying or the teasing random people. And you're sitting there going, what's the point of this, man? Um, you don't, you kind of isolate yourself. And then at the same time now, you're just comfortable being alone. You're comfortable in your own space. So yeah. you're happy to, to attract people that, you know, are going to like, you know, reciprocate that energy and, you know, talk to you the way they talk to everyone else and sarcastically and whatever. And then people who just think you're rude and stupid and sarcastic, then yeah, the door's like, there. Like people would look at you, you want. people yeah. would look at you and go, oh my God, it's so annoying. Okay. Well, people find me funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like what's your experience with people? Just going, yeah. If a bit, you find a bit me, much. Yeah, if you find me annoying, it's probably for a reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably annoying you. Yeah. So you stop talking. <laughs> like it's everything's intentional. There's some intention behind certain things. Like yeah. don't, don't. It's, not it's a, all calculated. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. the, the 30,000 thoughts in your head. Yeah, have you ever like not even annoyed someone intentionally? 
Yeah, actually. Yeah, annoyed someone annoyed intentionally. Someone intentionally. <laughs> just so they stop talking and they get the message. It's like, all right, your presence is not welcome here. Yeah. No, not even your presence is not welcome here. It's just you haven't. I just can't. <laughs> I just don't want to talk to you, man. Get out. <laughs> You're just in the line of fire today. <laughs> I'm sorry. But that's the thing. I realized this. The moment we're talking about the fairness and justice thing, the moment someone does something wrong or like, like unjust. Yeah. You're the way you look at them. It's done. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, my son, the witty, the witty sarcasm and the humor turned to brutality. Mm. Like, and then you see this, like the thoughts in your head, like they're not safe. Yeah. <laughs> and it's <laughs> people that aren't on the, the fine, like the firing line find it hilarious. Oh, you know, but I'm like, I can't say that or that. Let's just shut up and walk away. Um, but that's the thing. People don't realize it's like, yeah, everyone's kind. But to some extent, you're going to draw a line somewhere. Um, but that's the thing. Like, you're smiling because I know you're, I know what you're thinking. But that's the thing. It's like those thoughts, you sit there going, how did, I, how did my brain come up with that, that, yeah. that comeback? Like you said before, though, like when you – like those thoughts in your head, you end up – Live, like you live scenarios in your head yeah what I, what like would have happened had i said that yeah like i remember when, like growing up i even thought a bit like you, ha- you argue with yourself you're like mm. if i can have if i have a comeback for myself like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have, like if i'm going to get into an argument with someone i need to have a comeback for everything I, i'm going to say have you ever if you've ever heard someone say it's like oh my god you're really quick like you're really witty. yeah i was like yeah, I know I'm witty because I've had this conversation in my head before <laughs> yeah, prior to even speaking. Mm. And then people go, that's a good comeback. I'm like, yeah, it was, oh, I just loaded it. I loaded it in the chamber the moment you started arcing up. Mm. Like I've already got an idea of what you're going to say based on your personality. Mm. Um, so I'm ready. <laughs> like, let's go. I don't have to throw hands. I just use my mouth. It's all good. Like words are enough. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Like, when And it can come in so handy as well, especially like... Yeah, definitely. You can put your foot in your like you put your foot in your mouth very easily. Yeah, especially like, but in the professional sense of it, but also in the professional sense of it, it can come in so handy. Yeah, um, like especially like with my work, for example, where mm. if someone's trying to um trying to cut corners and like they're trying to get something signed off from us, and I know they haven't finished everything. Yeah, so I've already I'm already expecting. <laughs> What they're gonna say, I, and I've already, like you said, you work people out. Yeah, I know what type of person I'm dealing with when I start dealing with them. The thing is, I wish they knew. Imagine they move; they would move differently if they knew that we knew how they were. No, but it's fun. It is fun, but they also sit there gobsmacked, like, "Oh, so you were expecting this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I was." Mm. It's like I'm not shocked when someone does something I already assumed they were gonna do. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, it takes the fun out of it. Mm. It's like even the the conversations, I think we were speaking about this before. It's like finishing conversations before people have yeah. even opened their mouth. And then you sit there, especially if it's at work, you sit there, I swear it's the most painful thing ever. It's like sitting, standing in line as a kid and you're just like, we had a phone. Imagine standing in line without a phone. I think it, the thing with people at work or like people at kids at school, when you like were at school, it's like you're with them so often. Yeah. You understand them like their tendencies so well. You like you know what's coming. Yeah, definitely. So it's like, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, 
Um, but with regards to that, it's like, okay, next, like it, it kind of gets boring because mm-hmm. you're sitting there going, all right, that's why you need the mental stimulation from conversations that are actually yeah, deep conversations. Like I, I know what the weather is, man. I'm, I'm outside. Mm. It's raining. Yes. I've got an umbrella. Like, cool. But then you have those deep conversations with people that you want to, like your people and you're sitting there going, far rabbit holes. We can jump down and pretty much talk about anything. And that's the thing. We're also great at giving advice because of how our brains think, like the problem solving. Yeah. Like we've got 30 different solutions to the same problem from different angles. Like when someone goes to you, and that's a, actually before I say that, it's like then you couple that with the emotional intelligence that you have to develop. Like people out here saying uh, the emotional intelligence is like not necessarily something they've got, but something we had to basically manufacture and develop because we had to understand people. Yeah. To fit in. Um, and it was like, oh, you're emotionally intelligent. I'm like, cool. I had to, I had to be. I literally have to be. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't, I wouldn't survive. And then you couple that with your, your giving advice. But then have you realized we give the best advice, but don't take our own advice? 100%. <laughs> it's just like. But in saying that, what would your advice be to be like to someone or someone with or a younger kid mm. or even anyone that has high functioning ADHD? I think the worst thing you can do to them is probably tell them if you like, you know, the rubbish, if they wanted to, they would. What? If they wanted to, they would. In what way? Like, oh, if you wanted to do something, you would do it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's more so if they could do it, they would do it. Mm. The reality is because it comes you, down to capacity. But what are you saying to the person though? That's what I'm saying. So like change the, change the mindset. But Don't say if you just applied yourself. Figure out how to apply them. So understand. No, is, I'm talking about to the actual person, yeah. not people around them. No, but a kid isn't going to know, like yeah. understand this to a parent. This but is the advice I'd give the parent. What about an I'm talking about like what about oh, an adult? Adult would be to realize that you have to kind of sit with yourself and then kind of look in the mirror and go, what do I want to change? Mm. What do I need to change? <laughs> Stop smoking then. What do I need to change? And then I'd probably sit there and, and pick one. Don't pick everything because if you bite more, like off more than you can chew, you're gonna do absolutely nothing. Yeah. So um, pretty much, don't don't deny it. Like don't don't deny yourself. Yeah. No. Allow yourself to understand that you're gonna. If you walk in the house one day after work and you sit down, you're gonna lose two hours due to time blindness. Hmm. Um, but if you walk in the house and you do everything before you sit down, you're gonna get everything done. Don't sit there. But then also be kind to yourself because, like, again, back to the we never have that satisfaction of getting things done or achieving anything. Don't like burnout is more frequent people who are neurotypical. Yeah. Um, so neurodivergent. So neurotypicals, people who don't have anything on the spectrum, they want to be, apparently, it's fruity. But neurodiverse people, so people on the spectrum, um, experience burnout 10 times more often because we're constantly running, we're constantly doing things. Um, but the thing, let's back to the thing. We thrive in chaos. Yeah. I'm the most calm, like in calm environments mm, in chaos. Pff, all right. Bet. What, what's next? What do we need to do? Yeah, Cause that's what you've, you've learned to, I guess, live with. Yeah. So it's like, it's trial by fire. Pretty much. People yeah. are just like, how are you so calm? <laughs> well, well, I gotta get, I gotta get things done now. What do you mean? <laughs> like, this is where I shine. And everyone's just like manic, stressed out and goes, Oh, this is why you like your schedule packed. I'm like, yeah, because if I get things, like if I have things scheduled, 
if I'm doing the most or whatever, then I have to stick to it. Yeah. If I've got three, four days off with nothing planned, I could literally lose four days. Not even because I'm lazy, because I'm not. Uh, Anyone who knows me knows I'm not lazy. So do you find yourself getting distracted very easy? I'm distracted if I have nothing scheduled. Yeah. So that was my next question. So like, for example, like I can sit sit there on Instagram reels, TikTok, like those, like just flicking through it, Mm. an hour and a half plus. That's the thing, that's time blindness. Time blindness is, it's it's like social media has exacerbated the effects, made it 10 times worse. Mm. Because you sit there and you just doom scroll. You're just sitting on your phone in bed, losing your mind. It's like you, it's the instant dopamine. So the the hallmark characteristic of ADHD is impulsivity, and um, and that basically means you're impulsively seeking dopamine. So you'll do re- the reckless behavior. Like remember as a kid, all the reckless stuff we used to do. Yeah, that was fun. It was fun, but it was seeking dopamine because ADHD isn't really an attention deficit disorder. Let's just preface this. It's more so a dopamine deficiency disorder. So it has to do with dopamine receptors in the brain. And basically they're at a lower level than the neuro um, typical people. Mm-hmm. So basically we do all this daredevil chasing, chasing dopamine, yeah. the scrolling, the people, some people binge eat, some people like we, I personally, for me, it's, it used to be sport and still is sport, you know, the endorphins running for me, mm. you just run. But then the thing is you also forget to eat. Wow. Like, but I don't binge eat. Some people do. Uh, video games. Obviously not as much now because I don't yeah. really care so you're for highly, it. So you're highly susceptible to addiction as well. Pretty much. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like be be aware of that and then choose your vices um, wisely. wisely yeah. But the reality is, you know, some people self-medicate as well. Like I didn't realize this recently, but there was like an old guy in Perth, I think it was in the news. He was self-medicating with meth. Nice. For 40 years. Fair enough. He was taking a point a day. Well. And then he and he went to the doctors, got referred. Oh, mate, got ADHD. He's <laughs> they got and then they gave him ADHD meds. Now he's clean. And the thing is, because meth lights up the brain with dopamine. Right. Any drug lights up the, the dopamine receptors in the brain. Hence why I don't do drugs. But the reality is it's like, well, that's a if you do that, you're also going to negate your the health risks. So then you kind of sit there and go, it's not really beneficial. It's like, well, oh, addictive personality. Does that mean like you just, when you drink, you have. You can't stop. You can't stop. No, it's yeah. not what addictive personality is. That's not how it works. Like we still have self-control. Yeah. We're not off the rails. It's like, not necessarily substances, but if I'm like... Playing a game. Yeah, if I get into something, I'm getting into it. Yeah, but that's any hobby yeah. as well. That's what I mean. Like it, like I'll have a new hobby every month. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you'll you find yourself go through like a YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, and you just learn everything. Yeah. like Everything possible. Like some people would just look it up. Oh, yeah, that's cool. But you'd, I'd go in or like you'd go in and find like why they're doing things, how they're doing it. For what reason? And like, you know what I mean? Just that next level. No, but yeah, that's the thing. But then if you find one thing that doesn't interest you, and you then, care yeah. less. But that's the thing, like create, like creativity-wise, everyone I know with ADHD, including myself, is uh, like are the most creative people out there. Like just the way our brains are wired, 
allow us to solve problems from various angles um, quite easily. But at the same time, if we don't care about a problem or a problem that we don't doesn't interest us, good luck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like, well, take this for example. It took us how long to figure it out and we've been doing it for how many years? You know, an obsession. It started off with, oh, I can't, people can't do it. Not even an obsession, but like yeah. it was a hobby. It was one of those hobbies. You just pick it up and you go, I'll learn how, I'll to, learn do how to do that. Yeah. And it's that absurd confidence. Sorry. And, and like, then like, yeah. I'll do it quicker. Yeah. And you just get better and better. But that's the thing. It's like everything is, everyone's seeking dopamine. But ADHD, people with ADHD seek it to a different extent. Because in order to function, we have to do a lot more just to get to baseline. Yeah. And then even when we get baseline, we go above it. It kind of, it's like a wave. It's um, peaks and troughs is the best way to describe it. Whereas people are usually stable. Um, if you think of it like a wavelength, we're, we're peaks and troughs. Yeah, you've got your highs and your lows. Yeah, but they, they happen a lot more frequently. So when someone says they've got ADHD and they haven't got ADHD, it's like, mate, you're just having a bad day. Hmm. You just didn't get your nine hours of sleep. Um, and then they said nine hours and I'm like, I run on three, four. And like, what? And you're like, you get sleep? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you sleep? I was like, yeah. you need nine hours to function. Mm. I'd hate to see you on one hour or two. I'm like, you're not even really functioning on nine hours, but that's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's yeah, a d- difficult topic to really to encapsulate in a, in a um, podcast, I think, because again, so much can be said. Mm. And it's so different for everyone that pretty much um so much can be said so much can be discussed with regards to how to manage it how to cope with it if you're dealing with it um Uh, are there support lines i wouldn't even say support lines i'd say the best the best thing you can do for yourself isn't necessarily rely on psychiatrists and psychologists if you're diagnosed already it would be to sit with yourself realize that the best way to mitigate symptoms is by educating yourself yeah figure out what is what is an adhd figure out what you want to do um, how your personality is, your traits and characteristics, mechanisms, and then do the inner work. I know it's hard and I know it's easier than done. And I'm not saying this as in like you should be there already. I'm saying it as in like if you take the time to do the work, you can better yourself um, and don't rely on anyone. Don't rely on support from people because we're used to being misunderstood and we're chronic oversharers and it doesn't get you anywhere. Yep. So if you're diagnosed, if you're not diagnosed and you you know, you do think you've got ADHD because it does present itself differently yeah, if women. You, if you if you do truly believe you've got it or like you might be affected by it, speak up. Like don't be don't be afraid. Yeah, don't don't sit don't there be afraid and to minimize e- it. Like even if you don't feel comfortable going like speaking to someone, I guess one of your peers or someone close to you, go to a doctor. Like Yeah, go to a doctor. Speak to, a to referral. your G- speak to your GP, get a referral, and then I think that's probably the best way to go from it from there. Yeah, well, definitely. It's more apparent in women at an old age than men because okay. women mask perfect. Like, she, oh, she was just a quiet kid. Yeah. And the many people I know today that are getting diagnosed in their 20, like 20s, late, even late 20s, astonishing, they're all women because um, it presents differently. Yeah. So, again, symptoms differ and it's even it's different between genders. So, like, I can't say something that's in a blanket, everyone, mm. but if I, you're suffering with it, you're better off getting... Yeah. Put in a box, then living your help. life, living your life being like, I'm so confused why mm. I've got this, 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 this. And, you know, I understand people invalidate your feelings. I understand people will not understand 
what you're saying is actually ADHD. Like I forget my keys in every room I leave them in yeah. if I'm not actually paying attention. And then when I forget things, but then I remember everything else, like conversations from years past, people are like, you have a really good memory, but I'll forget something that isn't important or apparent to me. And then they'll be like, yeah. Oh, you're just pulling the ADHD card. I'm like, no, yeah. it's not an excuse. It's it's valid. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the biggest so the biggest thing to take out of it is don't be afraid to speak up. No, like never reach out. Um, but yeah, if whatever you need to do to get that help or think to benefit yourself, don't be don't be afraid to do it. Is yeah, you can either speak to your GP, reach out to us, and we can do it. I'm sorry, we went on a bit of a tangent with this one. I think that yeah. was gonna be. Well, so the topic of discussion was ADHD. There is yeah. no way we're having a leading discussion with, about anything without getting with ADHD. Full, going for ADHD. Pretty much. No, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, look forward to seeing you in the next one. Good luck following along, I guess. Nice. Right. Peace out.